You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Boom. Welcome in DNVR Fantasy Pod. Uh, Kale Sorbo here with us as always. Him and his international superstardom. Uh, Kale, how'd you do in our uh, DNVR Fantasy League? I'm on a little bit of a losing streak, but I feel good about my squad. I got through my two toughest bye weeks, so I feel like I'm going to make another push coming up. Coming up, I've got Derek Henry coming back from the bye, so I feel good. I should mention, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the kings of sportsbook. Use that code, DMVR, new users, $5 to win 200 on any NBA money line. Um, I finally got out of my losing streak in that league, faltering in the dynasties where I was doing good prior, which is kind of uh, ironic and yet typical. These buys have been absolutely brutal, brutal. They have fantasy giveth, fantasy taketh. That is the old adage, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. Fair enough. Uh, You're the thespian here, so I defer to you. Um, The biggest news coming into this week, as far as fantasy goes, is uh, we actually have a really fantasy-relevant trade, and it's Christian McCaffrey traded to the San Francisco 49ers. There's a lot of angles to take here. And then... Since I saw you last, Kale, which was uh, before we left the office. Um, well, you left the office very late because you were doing a Nuggets postgame. But um, when I left the office, since then, J- James Robinson has been traded. To the Jets, James Robinson to the Jets. I love this trade for real football purposes uh, for the Jets, who are somehow 5-2 and two and streaking um they're really gonna go for it this year i think behind sala and that defense that's playing out of their minds right now and with Brees hall going down with an acl they really needed some juice back there as far as fantasy goes this is good news for james robinson fantasy owners he's gonna be the absolute workhorse bell cow in new york there yeah and uh it's just good news overall for James Robinson in general, where he was in a crowded backfield where Etienne was starting to get more and more touches. Um, I like this for him as far as he's probably for the next year and a half going to get the lion's share of touches and then probably going to be able to go get another contract somewhere else. So it's great news for James Robinson. Makes you wonder about Brees Hall's like dynasty value and long-term. Um, but yeah, James Robinson in the immediate, you gotta love that. Christian McCaffrey becomes insanely intriguing. Um, I saw everyone going off about most talented running back ever in a Shanahan offense. 
and I, I saw some with all. Still give that uh, give that edge to Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Maybe that's just me, the Hall of Famer. I uh, I think I think Christian I think Clinton Portis is being undermined in that argument as well. Um, I think people I forget uh, Clinton Portis in that um, brief stretch with uh, with old Mike there, but um, this one is way more fascinating because it is an insane talent in one of the great running offenses, a rushing offense that's never had that true, like go to bell cow. And now it does. Um, And the early returns were very intriguing though. They got blown out by the Niners. So they obviously couldn't keep like the gimmick plays to see Mac going. Um, I also wonder how this impacts Debo going forward where I think they become interchangeable. And for real football reasons, this is really intriguing, but on the other side, uh, Debo's window of like being that elite monster might just be kind of closed. Yeah. I I think Debo's time in the backfield is coming to an end. Uh, But what makes this really exciting is from a real football perspective, you can have uh, lineups where you, put Debo in the backfield, C-Mac in the slot, yes. use check out wide or use check in the backfield, swing him out on a wheel route. There's a lot of really, really fun stuff you can do with those three pieces in particular, especially with George Kittle blocking out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love this trade for the Niners. They didn't give up that much in my opinion. I really think uh, that they've got a talented defense this year and should be going for it. And yeah, this has the atten- the potential to be an all-timer as far as a talented running back in a insane running scheme Mm. but i i I don't know what this means for debo i do think his time in the backfield really is limited probably because of this because he's christian mccaffrey's going to be getting that they don't have to manufacture rushing yards really anymore they're going to be able to just get those where you didn't see them and so I, i I still think Debo's value as a receiver is high because he's, uh, I mean, he was what a 1300 yard receiver last year without Mm -hmm. the backfield Mm -hmm. touches. So I I really like his potential as a wide receiver alone. Still Uh, he's definitely still startable, um, but it's just him being that gadget player. That was a fantasy monster that might be coming to an end. Yeah. I mean, I just think one way or another, it might not even be that his time in the backfield is ended, but it's, you're just going to split those touches now more. Um, and I don't think McCaffrey's going to be a bell cow either. I think that kind of split we saw with him and Jeff Wilson last week could keep up, you know? Um, but it's, it's, uh, I, I really think that, that time where you thought he was right there with all the top dogs, that's going to be hard to sustain. And we'll get into kind of the value of some of those top dogs at wide receiver. As far as McCaffrey goes, great trade for him. Really feel like this prolongs his career. I don't know that we'll ever get to the kind of production we were seeing in Carolina. Uh, I mean, hopefully they're not giving him the ball that much because they want him to actually play several years Yeah, and they're not just going to work him into the ground. So uh, I don't think number one fantasy scorer is ever in his future again, but I think that's good news for Christian McCaffrey's real football career. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's always been chatter that long-term he would kind of transition to being like a slot receiver, um, a big slot at that. I mean, shit, he's like Cooper cup sized. 
Um, so, you know, I, I think that could always be in the works and this kind of makes it in the works while keeping defenses on edge and making them so interchangeable with Debo and some of those other options out the backfield, out the slot, um, to where this, I'm intrigued to watch it, but in the immediate, I guess my takeaways is everyone takes a bit of a step down, um, as far as being like fantasy killers. So, okay. That was the biggest news intrigued to see what other trades could come about. And, um, we've got our three biggest takeaways to, to give you three biggest kind of predictions, hot takes going into the almost the second half of the season. Um, Kale, you weren't here for our awards show. So I'm, uh, I'm intrigued what you have to offer here. Why don't you start us off with your biggest takeaway seven weeks? In? Yeah. My biggest takeaway is having an elite quarterback is over, worth overdrafting. Um, it's just true that elite quarterbacks are carrying fantasy teams this year. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, even Joe Burrow, to some extent, um, are really having their way with the rest of the season, uh, uh, with this season. And just carrying teams, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson are in that conversation as Hurts. well. Sort of those five guys. Yep. Yeah, I already said Hurts. Yep. Yeah. Um, those five guys are sort of the ones that are just like absolutely rocking and carrying teams and they were worth overdrafting and we were wrong on draft strategy for years. It was wait until the last runs pick up a Kirk cousins and you'd be fine. And that just hasn't been the case this year. You really, if you want to be competing for a chip, you really need one of those guys who are putting up 20 plus every week. And uh, I'm certainly glad I overdrafted Jalen hurts. So yeah no i mean it's it's absolutely proving to be right it'll be interesting in the playoffs to see how much like a josh allen has things locked up and maybe doesn't have his best weeks in the fantasy playoffs and how that impacts um i think to some extent we're seeing that with the truly elite wide receivers um again kind of a top five being created with Jamar Chase's last couple weeks he's stormed right back into that group with Justin Jefferson Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill quietly um on that 20 point per game average as well and Devontae Adams kind of raising himself back into that group so I think uh I think in some ways both those are a bit of fantasy strategy tweaks we need to make going into yeah. uh, next season uh, i i am a little, a little bit uh, a little bit hesitant this gets into one of my other big takeaways um but i'm a little bit hesitant on overdrafting wide receivers just because mm-hmm. it's been a bad year for running backs i don't think that will be a total lesson that we can take away for the rest of time itself even though it has proven to be true this year yeah um It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. This running back group has been very, very interesting. Um, My hot take, and I'll piggyback off of yours, is that, you know, we're really seeing that change of the guard at quarterback. Um, It's kind of happened, you know, somewhat slowly over the last five years, but this is the year where it really feels like a drastic change. Um, waiting for the late rounds to draft a Matt Ryan, a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is really biting you ass in, in the ass this year, Russell Wilson. Um, 
And while they're not the, those set and forget guys, like the top five you just mentioned, it does feel like, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler, even maybe Daniel Jones, who I'm a notorious hater of, and uh, maybe even Geno Smith kind of becoming more of, you know, not your high-end guys, but guys who are like in that top 12 conversation. Fantasy relevant for sure. I, uh, I agree. It's just a changing of the guard. We've just got young guys that are, it's a new time in the NFL and a new group of group of QBs that we're going to be watching compete for championships over the next decade, which is exciting to me. It's unfortunate. The Broncos are on the outside looking in. Yeah. Yes, uh, it is. Um, what's your next one? My next, uh, my next big takeaway is bank on high upside rookie wide receivers. Every year there seems to be one of these guys that just hits. Mm. If you draft two or three of them, more than likely one of them is going to hit for you. And you're going to have a guy that in dynasty or in a redraft league, you can, or in a keeper league, you can really, really have some high value with Um, Chris Olave has come out of nowhere this year. Just been a really reliable wide receiver one. Uh, and every year there's sort of been those guys, obviously Jamar chase last year was going much higher than rookies usually do, but Justin Jefferson and all these guys bank on these high upside rookie wide receivers. And there's going to be a guy every year who really, you know, blows up for you and you can get him in later rounds. And I just think that's a draft strategy that can be proven moving forward. Yeah. Um, that's the modern NFL for you right there. There's a, there's room for rookies and Olave's had different quarterbacks. Uh, Garrett Wilson hasn't fared as well with different quarterbacks, but you're right. I mean, last year's class was historic and uh, you know, we're just seeing those early returns more and more. My next takeaway is um, there's a great title to a uh, Jedi mind tricks. Um album that's called violence begets violence and uh, i was looking this up it's from the verse uh a bible verse and uh my takeaway is offense begets offense i it's it took a little longer and it's always going to take a little longer i think nowadays with preseason and no two a days and no padded practices but i really think cincinnati casey buffalo poised for huge second halves And I mean, you could like, obviously, Kelsey, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, they've had their big first halves already. But I'm saying now we're starting to see Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, even Devin Singletary, Nicole Hardman, Juju Smith. All those complimentary guys are starting to raise up and I think could have really big second halves. And it's just this theory of offense begets offense just like violence begets violence of, you know, more violence leads to more violence, more offense is going to lead to more offense. Um, And you always want to be invested in those kind of teams and players. It goes back to my draft strategy, which I talked about before the season, which is just avoid, avoid bad offenses. You want to be involved in as many of these good offenses as possible. I would throw Philadelphia in there as well. I think AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are both poised to have huge seasons. Uh, Jalen hurts obviously is going to be a monster. Uh, that gets into my first hot take, actually. If you I'd wanna, add Miami too, Cam. I think Miami's been yep. added to that group. So, yeah, go ahead. I would agree. 
Um, my next hot take is that Jalen Hurts is going to finish the year as QB1 actually over Josh really? Allen. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Look at this. Look Sounds at this like schedule down this hot stretch. Take. Not a not a takeaway, Kale. <laughs> it is a hot take, yeah. Um, but it is my first hot take, and it's uh, down the stretch. They play the Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and Giants again. There's just no defenses there that scare the hell out of me other than maybe Green Bay. And so I really like Jalen Hurts down the stretch there. Uh, I just think he's going to absolutely eat. I think they're going to run away with the one seed in the NFC just because uh, the only thing that worries me is come playoffs is I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be playing those last two games. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's a real hot take. I guess my last takeaway is a little hot takey. It's a uh, Kenneth Walker, easily best rookie running back. Um, and I think best rookie running back since like Saquon, maybe even Christian McCaffrey. Is he better than Nashi yeah. was a year ago? He's um his second half. Certainly better than Nashi has been this year. Yeah, you can say that again. Um, and I mean, I'll get to my New England backfield takes, but suddenly those backfields you couldn't trust, San Francisco, New England, and uh, Seattle feel like maybe 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 a little more trustworthy maybe there's someone you in those backfields worth investing in and worth trusting in all three places now yeah i would agree i would agree i think that's a great takeaway all right that is we're gonna be right back with our hot takes all of that presented by DraftKings sportsbook where you can use your fantasy knowledge to your advantage and win great bets like jake yesterday on bets giving out Justin Fields over in uh, rushing yards. Hit easy peasy. Um, that was a great call by him. And, uh, you know, the prop bets are always the way to go. Now that Jamar Chase has been heating up, you'll find value there. Ramondre Stevenson, still very low on props. I love him. Jalen Hurts, your film frisky, Kale. Big second half. You can hammer those props away. They have pass, passing yards and rushing yards combined. And right now, with the NBA starting, um, they, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, are giving new customers any $5 bet on an NBA money line. You'll get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DMVR and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Kale. I liked you starting us off. You've come in hot. You prepared well for this. Start us off on these takeaways too. Now we're getting into more, you know, this that first part was us more looking at the landscape and, and reassessing. This is us looking at the landscape, reassessing, and making bold predictions going forward. My bold prediction here is that Justin Herbert finishes closer to the middle of the pack than he does towards the top of the pack. And compared to his draft Mm. position, um, it's just – I wrote down Justin Herbert's more Jay Cutler than Patrick Mahomes. 
Uh, and I don't necessarily (laughs) believe that from a football standpoint, but from a fantasy standpoint, here's where I, I just think Justin Herbert's fantasy value goes nowhere until Joe Lombardi's out of there. It's the wrong offense to be running with Justin Herbert. It's great for Austin Eckler's value. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and Austin Eckler's been a monster going to continue being a monster this year, um, with, in that offense, but look, he's coming from that old Saints system. That offense was designed around an aging Drew Brees, and they're running the same system with Justin Herbert right now. And until Joe Lombardi is out of there, Justin Herbert's just not going to be a top five fantasy QB. He's not. And so stop trying to make him what he's not and just accept what he is within that system. Yeah, it's kind of crazy with all the talent he has. Um, I was just like praising Daniel Jones and Justin Herbert. They can't quite build an offense around that doesn't help all the injuries on the o-line and at wide receiver for them though that's very classic chargers um i like that that one's kind of spicy but feels very right uh strong case there i'm i'm gonna piggyback off that to some extent and uh say that burrow and austin eckler will be firmly in that fantasy mvp conversation by the end of the year Um, When we did this a couple episodes ago, it was all Josh Allen and the two tight ends, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Right now, Burrow, all of a sudden, strongly in the top three. Um, Producers at quarterback, Eckler is right at the tippy top for running backs. Um, The way they're using Eckler, as you mentioned, is um, they're really maximizing his talent. He's getting all these looks in the passing game. He's got no RB2 to really threaten him. Uh, He will get stolen some red zone touches, some goal line touches, but he's kind of their go-to even um, on short down in distance. And Joe Burrow, it's just they figured things out. I mentioned last week I was pretty tepid, and you were like, eh. I don't know, but I was like, I think the Bengals have figured it out and are like that offense is humming again. And now that really seems to be the case. And I think that's going to sustain in what is a pretty weak AFC North, their biggest competition being the Ravens, but the Ravens secondary is absolute dude. And I don't love their wide receivers. I I really am nervous about this offense being Uh, too Lamar centric. Um, so Joe Burrow is really, I mean, catch this. He's only projected to have one less fantasy point the rest of the season than Patrick Mahomes. That's how high Mm -hmm. his trajectory is right now. Yeah. Um, that's coming from fantasy pros. That's so, um, like two games, he, he changed everything back. It's wild. So I, I, he's going to be in that conversation. I really like that. Plus he's got an absolute the value compared to where you were able to draft Joe Burrow this year is just insane Um, because you were probably able to get him in the later rounds so I mean if we're talking value compared to where you were able to draft him he's absolutely in that MVP conversation for me for sure Um, one final note this made me think about it you saying the offense is too Lamar centric how the hell did Gus Edwards breakout like that and he's already owned in every single league i'm in i'm in seven leagues that he was already owned in every league how's that even possible i went in to make claims on him and he was he was owned in all of my leagues too so wild shout out to you guys man, knowing your stuff on gus edwards i did have him on the ir in one league and it was like oh okay sweet um but yeah kind of a bummer otherwise okay what's your next hot take 
My next hot take is that Tyree Kill and uh, Jalen Waddle will be the highest scoring wide receiving duo since when? They're both top 10 wide receivers. How often do you have two top 10 fantasy wide receivers in the same offense? Yeah, I wonder um, where, like, no, you're right, because uh, I'm thinking of Cincy last year maybe having some pairings that were pretty high. And, of course, we've seen, like, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill do it, right? Tight end wide receiver combos. But two wide receiver combos here. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's been a minute. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, when they can both be healthy, are, like, right there at the end of the top ten. But that's yeah. not what you're describing here. No, I mean, Tyreek is four or something right yeah. now, I think, ranked three. Uh, three. So, and then you've got Jalen Waddle sitting there at 10. Um, so it's just been an absolute, <laughs> an absolute insane year for this Miami offense, which I couldn't be more bought in on. Um, just an absolute phenomenal job done by Mike McDaniel there. They're fun to watch too. Yeah. Just the yeah. amount of speed they have is unreal. And I didn't really, th- I, I wasn't a buyer heading into the season. I didn't think Tua nope. was the guy. And I didn't nope. think building the fastest wide receiver duo in NFL history maybe was necessarily the way to go. But I was wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And it's not just there. It's the speed they have at running back. It's Gusecki's really fast. It's been a dynamic offense. Um, most are really playing well in stretches as well. And I'm just glad Tua's like, you know, knock on wood, just keep, keep this up. Good for him. Yeah. Love to see that. Um, I guess my next hot take is that Nicole Hartman is on his way to a huge second half. Um, it's not going to be a ton of rush receiving yards. It's not going to be a ton of targets, but it's way more designs. And those designs I think are just going to lend themselves to more effective touches now because of this size they have on the outside, um, which Mahomes seems to be figuring out with Marquez Valdez, Scandling and Juju. Um, you know, they've got a lot of versatility out of the backfield. Obviously Kelsey needs to be a primary focus and it's easy for Hardman to kind of be moved around and make those touches. I think, uh, you know, I think he could easily be a top 15, if not even top 12 wide receiver when it's all said and done. Because he's just, wow. even though the touches aren't great, he's maximizing them. And I think this offense really kind of requires that speedy weapon um, in Hardman. So, And obviously, to a lesser extent, I'm also pretty high on their other complimentary guys, as I mentioned in the first segment. Yeah, I'm just high on this Chiefs offense in general. I think it took them with the loss of Tyreek Hill. I think it took them a couple weeks to figure out where they're yeah. gonna, how they're gonna play. Uh, but boy, does it look like they figured it out. I'm high on a lot of their skill position players, and I just think this offense is startable in general. They're just scoring points all over the place, and it seems like different people are eating every week. So you never yeah. quite know where the touchdowns are going to come from. Um, but there's just production being going on all over the place. And I think Michael Hardman receives his fair share of that. So I agree with you. And I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's that hot of a take. Wow. Okay. I thought that was extra hot, but there you go. Maybe you're a bigger believer than I am in that take. Um, All right. Final hot take. Lay it on me. 
final hot take. I've already given three, uh, oh, so I guess right. I'm coming coming you, uh, up with a new one off the. But off you, the don't cuff. Have to. Uh, you don't have to. Yeah, I forgot you came in hot at the end of the the first segment with your Jalen Hurts take. Um, let me give my last one, then you can, if anything comes off the noggin, please share. I'm going, even though last night was semi disappointing. Um, geez, that was crazy though. I guess the bears defense is very good. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson is, um, like the ascending back of the 2022 season. That's right. We're in 2022. Um, and I think is gonna get a sneak into a top five finish, at running back in total fantasy points, which honestly is already in the top eight. Brees Hall's ahead of him, so he's obviously going to jump him. Leonard Fournette's easy gonna, to skip over, and then it's just jumping Christian McCaffrey, um, who, like, we'll see. And then you never know with Saquon, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler in front of him. I think all those guys are slightly more volatile than maybe your typical top four running backs. Uh, through the first half of the season. And Ramondre is just like the guy on that offense. I love how he's running. I love how they're scheming it. I love that they're going to stay balanced and give him those touches. Um, and last night, disappointing night rushing 59 receiving yards. Um, so like he's making it happen in the passing game as well. I think they trust him in pass pro. He's just taken over that job. Um, and I'm just, I couldn't be higher on Ramondre. That's a, that's kind of my guy these days. The pass catching has been the biggest surprise. I just never thought he was going to be that type of, of back, but yeah. I love the way he plays. He runs angry, man. He runs straight downhill. He runs angry. He's got great vision. Yeah. He's got that lethal first cut where he always makes yeah. the right read yeah. where he takes that first cut and he always just gets that extra two or three yards mm-hmm. because of it. And so I love those type of players. I think he's going to be just, he's a monster already from like a real football standpoint, but sneaking into a top five finish, I don't hate that call. Um, I think it's going to be tough to get past guys like Josh Jacobs, um, who's been having a great bounce back year. Um, If we're talking about value, he might be compared to his draft position, the best running back in football this year. Um. That'd be the competition football this year. That'd be the competition right there. No, Josh Jacobs for sure. Um, No. And Ramondre's kind of got that like Derek Henry to him where like you can run him outside as a big guy because it's just like, man, with a little head of steam and a bit of an angle, he is just impossible to tackle at that second level. Yeah, he really, and he's got that speed and size combo that few really have. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I've just been uh I've been blown away with what what he's been doing this year. So very high on him. That would be uh that would be my final hot take. Um any fantasy advice going into this week, streaming defenses, uh stuff like that, Kale. Gus Edwards, yeah. I'd say Rashid Shaheen to me would be my biggest waiver wire pickup the at least for dynasties. I know the touches won't be reliable, but that rookie is showing he has real NFL talent. And I think soon enough, they'll have to start like scheming more touches for him because he's so far two games, the, he's touched the ball once and he's taken it to the house. Yeah, C-Mac got dropped. Uh, C-Mac being moved to the 49ers, a couple of my leagues people dropped 
Jeff Wilson because of that. I think still think Jeff Wilson's yep. going to be a startable player. Yep. So it might be worth picking him up if people are dropping him because of uh, C-Mac. So mm-hmm. I would go there. And then streaming defenses, I hate to say it, but my favorite streaming defense for the second week in a row is the Jags. It's whoever's playing the Broncos. And it proved to be a great, proved to be a great call last week. Jags are available in most leagues and, I, I just until this Broncos offense scores more than 16 points, they're averaging 14 points a game right now. Uh, start whoever you can who's facing the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, you don't even know like who's going to play at quarterback at this point. So it's uh, that's an easy call. I I shouldn't even tell you this, but in our league, Eagles and Cowboys are available, and they get the Steelers and Bears respectively. Wow. Wow. I would Shocking. take that, take that Eagles defense. That Eagles defense is available. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's nuts. Um, Falcons get the Panthers. Falcons defense sucks so bad, but the Panthers, I don't know. Um, PJ Walker falls back to earth a little bit after a crazy week. You could bound on bet on some interceptions probably if you, you know, go to his history. So that might not be a bad play as far as sure. some upside there. Jets against you New England. You really need a spot start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Titans, I don't love their defense, but they play Houston. That's another intriguing one, I think. Yep, agreed. And then uh, Commanders, who proved me right last week, uh, taking on the Colts there, uh, might might be a play with Sam Ellinger taking his first start for the Colts. <sighs> Yikes. Yeah, that's a great call. That might jump to my defense one of the week. That's a great call. Big yikes. Um, Thoughts and prayers to any Colts fans out there. Yeah, I mean, talk about the amount of giving up draft. I mean, giving up draft capital for a washed quarterback. We are in, you know, it's it's that meme. Colts fans, Broncos fans shaking hands (laughs) in the middle. (laughs) I have a little more hope as a Broncos fan, I'd say. But yeah, it's not great. Um, That is our show. Thank you all for tuning in. We will be back next week. Hit us with some questions if you have any. Um, And yeah, have a great week. Best of luck on all your matchups.